something look i admit i wasn't perfect no one is perfect that's a fact 
Speaking of facts, don't you think we all need to take a minute and decide who is right and who is wrong? Every side is different. It's just that my side seems more right. I'm not just saying that because it's my side. I think a lot of other people would agree with me if given the chance. If I upset you in some way, please know that wasn't my intention. I didn't know how sensitive you were. It's obvious I can set you off very easily. That's not an insult. It's just an observation. I think it would help if we talked about this more and argued about who is telling the truth. I would like to see you in person and tell you how the situation has affected me. I may use this opportunity to bring up other times you have hurt me in the past. If possible, I would like to hurt you back. Either way, I want to be in control. When I'm alone in my room, sometimes I stare at the wall, and in the back of my mind, I hear my conscience call, telling me I need a girl who's as sweet as a dove. For the first time in my life, I see I need love. There I was, giggling about the games that I had played with many hearts, and I'm not saying no names. Then the thought occurred, tear drops made my eyes burn, because I said to myself, look what you've done to her. I can feel it inside, I can't explain how it feels. All I know is that I'm never dishing of the raw deal, playing make-believe, pretending that I'm true. Holding in my laugh as I say that I love you Saying I'm more, kissing you on the ear Whispering I love you and I'll always be here Although I often reminisce, I can't believe that I found A desire for true love floating around Inside my soul, because my soul is cold One half of me deserves to be this way till I'm old But the other half needs affection and joy And the warmth that is created by a girl and a boy I need love
choice I need love bad I got money but love something I never had I need your ruby red lips sweet face and all I love you more than a man who's ten feet tall I watch the sunrise in your eyes we're so in love when we hug we become paralyzed our bodies explode in ecstasy unreal you're as soft as a pillow and I'm as hard as steel it's like a dreamland I can't lie I've never been there maybe this is an experience that me and you can share clean and unsoiled yet sweaty and wet I swear to you this is something I'll never forget I need love Dead to my knees, she went to my head, to my head, 
It's all right. I want you to help me sing this song. I'm not going to ask you to know it. I know you know it. Yeah, yeah. You sure know it. Right. 
revolution comes. When the revolution comes, Jesus Christ is going to be standing on the corner of Lenox Avenue and 125th Street trying to catch the first gypsy cab out of Harlem. When the revolution comes, when the revolution comes, Jew merchants will give away matzo balls and gefilke fish to anyone they see with an afro. Frank Schiffer will give away the Apollo to the first person he sees wearing a blue dashiki when the revolution comes. When the revolution comes, Afros are going to be trying to straighten their heads. And straighten heads are going to be trying to wear Afros when the revolution comes. When the revolution comes. When the revolution comes. When the revolution comes. But until then, you know and I know niggas will party and bullshit and party and bullshit. And party and bullshit and party and bullshit. This city's very clean, you see. And party and bullshit. The people welcome you and me. You see West Everton Mall 
always takes a candy stick to be a candy man. under the influence of one drug. Television, the drug of a nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation on television. The drug of a nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation. TV, its satellite links are United States of unconsciousness. Apathetic, therapeutic, and extremely addictive. The methadone metronome, Pumping out 150 channels 24 hours a day. You can flip through all of them, and still there's nothing worth watching. TV is a reason why less than 10% of our nation reads books daily. Why most people think Central America means Kansas. Socialism means un-American, and apartheid is a new headache remedy. Absorbed in this world, it's so hard to find us. It shapes our minds the most. Maybe the mother of our nation should remind us that we're sitting too close to the television, the drug of the nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation on television. The drug of the nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation. TV is a stomping ground for political candidates where bears in the woods are chased by Grecian forms and bald eagles. is mechanized politics, remote control over the masses, 
co-sponsored by environmentally safe gases. Watch for the PBS special. It's a perpetuation of the two-party system, where image takes precedence over wisdom, where sound by politics are served to the fast food culture, where straight teeth in your mouth are more important than the words that come out of it. Race baiting is the way to get selected. Willie Horton or will he not get elected on television? The drug of a nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation on television. The drug of a nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation. On the screen is an address where you can mail your tithe offering or gift of love. Okay, got the idea? All right, I'll let you try Is it the reflector or the director? Does it imitate us or do we imitate it? Because a child watches 1,500 murders before he's 12 years old. And then we wonder why we created a Jason generation that learns to laugh rather than abhor the whore. TV is a place where armchair generals and quarterbacks can experience firsthand the excitement of video warfare as the theme song is sung in the background. Sugar-sweet sitcoms that leave us with a bad actor taste, while pop stars metamorphosize into soda pop stars. You saw the video, you heard the soundtrack. Well, now go buy the soft drink. Well, the only cola that I support would be a union COLA cost of living allowance on television. The drug of the nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation on television. The drug of the nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation. Cleverly between heavy-breasted beer and car commercials. CNN, ESPN, ABC, BCB, TNT, but mostly BS. We're oxymoronic language, like virtually spotless, fresh, frozen, light, yet filling, and military intelligence have become standard. TV is a place where phrases are redefined like recessions and necessary downturns, crude oil on a beach to moose, civilian death to collateral damages, and being killed by your own army is now called friendly fire. TV is a place where the pursuit of happiness has become the pursuit of trivia, where toothpaste and cars have become sex objects, where imagination is sucked out of children by a cathode ray nipple. TV is the only wet nurse that would create a cripple. Television, the drug of a nation, reading it Reach out
comes to an end The virgin child of the universe Is swept up in the fierce triumph Of sexual encounters
that FMB song is going out to all the night people. Thanks for listening. Look at each other.
Columbia. Solid gold, the ride was raw. Bust the left turn was on Crenshaw. Shiny Shine was the driver known to give freaks hell. Had a beeper going off like a high school bell. Looked in the mirror, what do we see? Fucking blue lights, LAPD. Pigs shots a car, their day was made. Found an Uzi 44 and a hand grenade. Threw me in the county, high powered blocks. No freaks to see, no beats to rock. Didn't want trouble, but the shit must fly. Squabble with the sucker, shanked him in the eye. But just living in the county is a serious task. Nigga didn't know who got him, didn't have time to ask. Streets after five in the deuce. Seven years later, but still had the juice. My homeboy Hen G put me up on the track. Told me E's rolling villain, BJ's got the sack. Unknown's a giant, Natsy's clocking dough. Bebop's a pimp, my old freak's a hoe. The batting ram's rolling, rocks are the thing. Life has no meaning, and money is king. Then he looked at me slowly, and Hen had the grin, said, Man, you out early, we thought you got ten. Opened up his safe, kicked me down with cold cash. Knew I would get busy, he didn't waste time to ask.
want to enter, but I can't let you in. My mind stays the maddest. I'm gone with the wind. Because it is survival of the fittest. When the shit hits the fan, I got my shank in my hand. Black man with the permanent tan. I come from the villa, never ran. Damn, I'm feeling another part of reality. Hit me when I represent the FAP. Straight from the hill till then play the building. I mean literally when I say y'all make a killing. For my cypher, see I'm finna the bust the pipe. Original heads represent the Brooklyn all night. Do or die, I'm saying this, you or not. Bring your click, so we can get stoned like family sly. Need to see I in the bush. Mighty Mateen, rocking the rock, giving the push. <laughs> Friday night is time for the happy hour. Could be the last happy hour ever of Mutiny Radio. Could be, could be. All right, it's the same as it always is. Four minute sets, you'll hear a horn. And uh, it's kind of exciting. We have Ian Levy back in town from New York. So, Woo. All right, everybody, clap your hands together for your first comedian. It's Dan Lewis. How's it going, guys? Okay. Let's catch the breath, get settled in here. I don't know how to... I never know how to start. I, a lot of people have, like, these look-like jokes, you know, like, I look like this. I don't really look like anything. I'm pretty much a... kind of a blank person in a way. The only thing I ever get is sometimes people are like, you look like uh, Jason Statham. I get that one a lot, which is kind of like... I don't like it because it it's sort of, sort of like saying... You look like a worse Jason Statham, right? No one's ever like, oh, you look like a more handsome Jason Statham. No one ever does that. And if they do, they're kind of insulting you in other ways, inadvertently, right? It's like, no one's going to be like, you know what? You look like a more handsome uh, Jason Statham. Uh, you know what? He should be uh, working at Panera Bread, actually. And you should be the movie star. Anyway. He blew. But it is hard. Yeah, I got to, uh, I do. Once in a while, I'll walk somebody. So in comedy, obviously, you guys all know. Somebody gets up and leaves during your set. That's walking the person. Uh, this happened to me the other day. It was a small child that I walked. And the uh, parents told me that was his first steps, actually. They were like, thank you. They were crying. It was amazing. Okay. Probably shouldn't do jokes about how bad I am at comedy. That's not good. Okay. Guys, I think uh, too much of the online porn is kind of distorting my idea of reality. You know, it's like uh, I was driving near uh, UC Berkeley campus the other day, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll see some, you know, some hot college girls or something. And then I saw them, and they looked really young. It was, I was like, ew, it was kind of gross, actually. Because yeah, hot college girls, I was picturing, like, a, a full-grown lady with, like, uh, you know, pigtails and uh, C-section scar and all that stuff. Uh, and braces, too, for some reason. That's what I was picturing. This explains my, uh, my disappointment and surprise last night uh, when my pizza delivery guy didn't quite have the big juicy cock that I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you. 
Guys, I have a wrapped 23andMe test in my house. I don't want to take it. My friend bought it for me. And I'm not, I don't know if I'm interested. I was talking to another friend of mine about should I do it. He says, whatever you do, don't take that test. Do not take that test. I was like, why? He said, because that's how they caught the Golden State Killer. Guy who killed 13 people. His advice for not being like the Golden State Killer, uh, don't take the test. Not don't kill 13 people. He's like, he's like, look, man, I don't know how the rest of your life is going to go. Taking the test is something you can control. So, good advice for anybody, actually. Uh, you know, you miss a period, don't take the test, ladies. COVID symptoms, don't take the test. Whatever you do. If you have already killed 13 people, I agree, don't take the test. And also, maybe kill one more person, because 13 people, that's got to be bad luck. Ugh. I don't know why Santa hasn't been canceled yet. I feel like he should be canceled. First of all, he disproportionately benefits white people. That's not cool. And uh, also, he, uh, it's kind of weird. It's like there's this whole idea that if you do all your chores and everything, uh, be nice to your sister, be nice to your brother, do all your chores. In the end, it only comes down to your parents' annual uh, income. Just sort of like, I think a little weird. Also, he only has little people working for him. That's a red flag right there. You go into Ikea, and you see a little person working there, no big deal. You see two, you're like, maybe a coincidence. If everyone working there is a little person, you're going to be like, I am never coming back here again, nor am I ever going to Sweden, just to be safe. For the record, and uh, you guys, I thank you for listening here today. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. Dan Lewis, everyone. Hey, keep your hands clapping for your next comedian, everybody. It's Amy Stringer. All right. Um, hmm. I think witches get a bad rap. I think they're they're just they're just always having a good time. They're always like <laughs> my witch laugh. Sorry. Um, witches. Yeah, they get a bad rap. I think I don't think much has changed since the Salem witch trials. They're just living their best life. And uh, yeah, maybe they ate a kid or two, but only the fucking annoying ones that deserved it. You know, they went exploring, and, and then they, what they say, it's what witches say. Double, double, toil and trouble. Fuck around and find out. Got coming to them. Um, I'm, a, I'm a twin. I have a twin sister. We're fraternal. Yeah, I don't care. Um, I get that a lot when I say, you know, I'm a twin. Usually people are really excited. They're like, oh, so you look just alike? And I'm like, no, we're fraternal. And they go, oh, so you're just normal roommates then. Okay. Uh, but we, uh, when we were born, my mom, she had to have a C-section. And um, I was the one who was supposed to be born first. But somehow my sister, you know, in the kerfuffle of everything, she like wiggles out over me, kicks me in the face and flips me off as she's being carried away by the doctor and is born first. And then she hurt her foot when she stomped the trust out of my heart and she had to spend some time in the NICU, the, the neonatal intensive cunt unit where she belongs. I, um, I... 
I dated men most of my life, but but recently I, I experimented dating women for the first time, and that was that was fun. I wasn't good at it though. Like um, there was a learning curve I wasn't expecting. Like like for the first like the first time I was really hooking up with a woman, and um, I tried so hard, but I couldn't take her bra off, and. I know how to do mine, but on her, it was just a different angle. And, um, yeah, and then I just felt so bad for all the men I have judged so harshly ever since I was a teenager. If a guy, you know, fumbled even for a second trying to take my bra off in my head, I'd be like, okay, amateur. But I just had never walked a mile in their hands. I, what's worse is though, I, I couldn't find her clit. I know how, I know how mine works, but on her, it was just a different angle. I wasn't expecting so many folds. Like I was down there and I was like, Ooh, what library is this? Let's see. Should have brought a bookmark. He was like, okay, amateur. And I'm like, shh, we're in a library. Sorry, I didn't know I was signing up for an origami class. I don't know. I didn't make her come, but I did make a lovely swan. Thank you. Amy Stringer, everyone. And her cunty baby. <laughs> that's a funny, that's funny. A baby is a baby okay your next comedian <laughs> put your hands together for art guy you hello everybody Ooh, you got some gifts for me what's going on there sure. how you guys doing let's give it up for pam one time huh yeah so guys i'm single if you're wondering i also never made women come before so Picture. Guys, so I'm single, I'm, um, and the thing is, I like to date women that are out of my league. But the good thing is I'm bald and short, so that's most women. The big pool to choose from. It's weird being bald because I'm the only bald person in my family. That means there was nobody there to teach me things like how to shave your head, that you're supposed to put sunscreen on top of your head, or that skinheads is not a support group for bald men. What the fuck? up? I'm gonna try some new jokes today, guys. Um, thank you. Yeah, I need a little encouragement, you know. Fake a couple of laughs and shit. I'm all for enabling women to penetrate male-dominated career fields. Like, there is no reason why we shouldn't have more female software engineers. No reason at all. But there's some jobs that I think we should leave for men, for example. If I take a fat shit and I clog the toilet, I don't want a hot blonde named Rebecca to show up with a plunger to fix it. I just feel like a plumber should look like somebody that could cause a plumbing issue. I don't know. We're trying. We're trying. My mom clogged the toilet? Oh. 
must hide it well. I, I clog it and fix it a lot. So I have a lot of experience. I might become a plumber. Um, I'll tell you guys a story. When I was in my early 20s, I got arrested and I went to jail, which sounds badass, but it's stupid because I got arrested in San Francisco for weed. Granted, at the time it was illegal, but saying you're not supposed to smoke weed in San Francisco is kind of like a warning label and a product that everybody ignores. Like, have you ever bought a box of Q-tips and it says you're not supposed to use Q-tips to clean your ears? What's going to happen? You're going to damage your eardrum? Stupid. But here's the stupider part of the story. I didn't get arrested by a San Francisco police officer. I got arrested by a San Francisco State University police officer. You know how embarrassing it is at getting arrested by a campus cop? That's like getting suspended by a substitute. Because are they even allowed to do that? Apparently they are. Here's the stupidest part of that story. I wasn't even a student at SF State. I was just driving by. Here's what happened. I was driving. I had weed in the car. I get pulled over. And I thought I was going to get away with it because a few days before, I watched this YouTube video that taught you how to deal with cops. It was all about knowing your rights. I thought I was ready. The cop walks up to me. He says, do you know why I pulled you over? I remember the video. They tell you, don't admit your guilt. So I said, no, officer, I do not. He smells the weed in the car. He goes, can you get out of the car? I'm going to search it. Again, I remembered the video, and I said, sorry, officer, I do not consent to your search. You're going to need a warrant for that. That I was getting him. Then he goes, get the fuck out of the car. I'm going to pull you out. I didn't know what to do because when I was watching the video, I fell asleep halfway through. So I didn't get to this specific scenario, so I had to get out of the car. I was sitting on the curb. He called for backup. A couple of more cop cars pull up. This time, real cops, SFPD. This is how I imagine he called for backup. He was probably like, hey, this is campus cop. I made an arrest. I'm going to need backup. And the cop on the other line must have been like, are you even allowed to do that? I was in the cop car going to jail, and the cop kept asking me a hell of questions. But I remember the video. I must have woke up again from my nap. I remember this part. They said, don't answer the questions because they could use it against you in court. So I wasn't saying nothing to him. He got real annoyed at me. He goes like, what are you, deaf or something? I said, sorry, officer. I must have damaged my eardrum. Thank you, guys. Yay, I, I also use Q-tips to clean my ears. Also, they're the best way to pick your nose. All right. Yeah, you can, if you have boogers in your nose, use a Q-tip. It's the best way to dig those little motherfuckers out. Uh, your next comedian is joining us all the way from New York City. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Ian Levy. Hey, here we go. Here are my new jokes. I um I recently learned uh, you're not supposed to use the term uh, homeless anymore. Now the politically correct term is unhoused, uh, which feels a little bit like being on the Titanic and being like we're sinking, and someone's like, I think you mean unfloating. I was like, well, we got bigger issues. But okay, sure. But I, you know, I wanted to get it right, you know. So that I actually asked a homeless person. I said, would you rather be called homeless or unhoused? And he bit me. So it feels like, ah, oh, you know, I still want to get, I was like, nah, once for yes, you know, twice for, okay, nope, not feeling that, that's fine. It is kind of crazy. Also, what are we supposed to call the shelters now? That's what, an unhoused shelter? Uh, that doesn't sound like much of a shelter. I mean, I gotta be honest, you know, you gotta be like, hey, it sounds like uh, the outside. Just be like, hey, I'm gonna send you to this new unhoused shelter. It's gonna be nice, there's trees and a sandbox and a slide. It's like, are you sending me to the park? Like, what's happening? Okay, there we go. San Francisco is a crazy place. I uh, one of my favorite stories of this, maybe my favorite story of this place is you guys might not remember, but a few years ago, 
uh, they're going to build a, a homeless shelter in kind of an affluent neighborhood. And the people in that community, they came together and they actually raised $70,000 to hire an attorney to fight the homeless shelter being built, uh, which is just amazing, really. I mean, just just imagine. I, what I want to know is what did the homeless people think when they heard that? Just like you had 70000 I only ever asked for one. Like, that's crazy. You can't just, you didn't give me that. And the most, I, I, I met one of the, the people, I met the guy, I, I can't remember his name, but he was in a restaurant. He was the main guy who, who, who started the, the, the raising money to fight the homeless shelter. And I came up to him, I was like, how dare you do this to the homeless people in San Francisco? And he said, uh, you should call them unhoused. And I was like, you son of a bitch. You know, he's got, that's not the point. Okay, uh, there we go. There's that. Um, I'm not very, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I was on a date recently. I had this happen. I was on a date, and in the restaurant, a, um, uh, me and this woman, we're, we're getting drinks, and this guy came into the bar, and the woman uh, kept looking over at this guy, and I asked her, I said, do you, uh, do you know that guy? And she said, yeah, that's actually, a, that's my stalker. Uh, I don't know how he found me, but he's constantly sending me very threatening messages, also threatening anyone I'm romantically involved with. Uh, so I, told, I was like, I'll deal with this. So I went up and I said, hey, buddy, listen, uh, I don't know this woman, okay? I just <laughs> met her online. I have no real connection, okay? We're not friends. In fact, I'm going to leave. Let me buy you a round of drinks. I didn't know you had dibs, but, you know, okay, so... I've got. I'm not brave. I'm not. You know. I'm a. I'm a. I come from a long line of cowards. So I can't deal with. If you have a stalker or a family curse or something, you tell me that before we go out for drinks. You know, because I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stick around. You know, I'll meet someone else. You'll die, but you know, that's fine with me. I don't care. I just. I want to live. You know. I feel like there's always these movies of like people who are brave. You know, they're they're always like, oh, there's some bandits. Let's go form a posse and go down to the old corral and have a shootout. What they never show in the movies is the person who's like, let's just give the bandits what they want, you know, and that's where my family comes from. So that's okay. There we go. I um, I don't uh, I I like movies. I watch a lot of movies, and as I get older, uh, there's there's a very specific genre of movies. It's there's only really one movie that's made for like men in their their thirties and up. And it's all, it's the same fantasy, no matter what the setting. It's a, what if you could solve your problems with violence? That is every, every movie that's made for me. It's just like, imagine it because it's, it turns out as you get older, it's not fun to do the right thing. Like the right thing is always de-escalate. You know, if someone's like mad at you, you gotta be like, oh, let's calm down and use our adult, you know, but in your head, you're like, yeah, fuck it. You know, like you want to beat them up and stuff. My main fantasy isn't even fighting like tough. I fantasy. I watch Karen videos on TikTok of just women being like, "You can't park here," and I just picture being like, "Frick it," you know. Like that's my, that's my main how I take out my aggression. Okay, thank you. Uh, there we go. I uh, I don't know. I've been on dating apps a long time, maybe too long. Uh, it's interesting. You st you end up you start following people's lives. That's how long I've been on. You you see them grow. You know, you're like on there, and you're like, oh wow, Jennifer, she finished law school. Like, good for her. Like, that's really impressive. You know, it's crazy. And then you're like, swipe. And up, oh, it's still a no. Okay, I guess she. I wouldn't date me if I was a lawyer either. You know, fair <laughs> enough. But and you're like, oh no, Amanda, she's drinking again. That's not good. I thought we moved past this. And uh, oh man, it's a match. She really has hit rock bottom. So that's not <laughs> good at all. Okay, guys, that's been my time. Thank you. <laughs> Ian Levy, everyone, a triumphant return.
San Francisco. All right, your next comedian is the head honcho over at Milk Bar. Put your hands together for Connor Marshall. I use this one. I use this one. This one. This one. This works. What's up? How you guys doing? Good. Right on. What's up? Hello, hello. My name's Connor. Uh, been having a rough week. I'm having a hard time sleeping. I've been having night terrors. I got myself uh, one of those white noise machines. Plays Coldplay albums. Okay. All right. First joke. Okay. All right. Uh, my dad is a Vietnam vet, saved animals during the Vietnam War. Okay, all right, okay. No, he was actually in the Vietnam War. He was a Vietnamese baby. Um, and his dad was an American soldier, which I think makes my grandmother a prostitute. Well, that's, that works, okay, all right. Sorry, Grandma, okay. Uh, my dad is a lot darker than me. He's a lot darker than me, so this would happen all that. When I was a kid, people would think I was kidnapped all the time, um, which is weird. I remember the first time it happened, I was in the grocery store, and this lady came up to me, and she grabbed my arm, and she's like, excuse me, do you know who this man is? And I was like, get the fuck off me, bitch. Stranger danger. Why are you touching me, right? Uh, and then I had to go over to my dad and be like, hey, dad, why did that lady just ask me if I knew who you were? And he had to lean over and explain to me that that lady is racist. She only sees color, she doesn't see, or faces look exactly the same. Uh, so now when I see kids who like look different than their parents, like they'll get a different shade or just like look different, I like have an affinity for those families. It like feels good. I'm like, oh, that's cool that two different looking people had a kid that looks even weirder, right? Uh, but it makes me wonder if I've ever walked past a kidnapped kid and thought, this is beautiful. I love this. This is so nice. Take it. Take it. Take it. Uh, been in San Francisco eight years now. Yeah. Trying to be progressive. So I got myself a boyfriend. Thank you. The girl. I just like to call her my boyfriend. She thinks that's funny. I think it's funny to Dutch oven her. He does not think that's funny. I think that's funny. We're both laughing. I'm kidding. We broke up. She was a monster. Uh, we were in an open relationship. Yeah, if you guys don't know what that is, that means I was open to finding a better relationship. Okay. Very San Francisco. Okay. No, I do have a girlfriend. She actually just got diarrhea. Yeah, I don't think we're going to keep it. Uh, I'm actually a single dude right now. A single guy. Recently had a pregnancy scare. Yeah. There was a pregnant lady hiding in my closet. Okay. All right. I actually do have a girlfriend, you guys. I do have a girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> my girlfriend is a bitch. Um, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. She hates when I use that word. My wife is a bitch, you guys. My boyfriend hates that joke. My husband loves it, though. So I got to keep it. You know what I'm saying? Keep it loves. I'm a single guy right now. Uh, Single dude at the moment. Yeah. Recently had sex with a vegan girl. She had an impossible pussy. Okay. All right. Tasted like other pussy. I was just hungry an hour later. Does that make sense? Wasn't very filling. All right. That's a good joke. Okay. All quiet. You guys are all going like this. Like, I don't know if I should. I don't know. All right. 
I'll end on this one. Fuck it. Uh, I'm going to have a gender reveal party next week. Yeah, not having a baby. I just want to show my friends my penis. So. Okay, my name is Connor Marshall. Thank you guys. Have a good night. Bye. Connor Marshall, everyone. Go check out all the shows at Noel Kate's Debates and Wednesdays and Thursdays. All kinds of good shows. All right. Your next comedian is just a joy and a wonderment to be around. Put your hands together for Josh Kotsky. <laughs> Thank you very much. My, uh, my dad just had jury duty. He didn't have to do the trial, but he told me that the guy pleaded guilty to threatening the last jury, and I don't think that's the jury duty that you want. I, I, I told him he should ask to be on the jury for the guy who bribed his jury. I feel like that would be a better way to go. All right, we're starting out strong. Let's do some fucking new shit. Um, I, we're good to do. I'm glad that superhero stuff is getting more progressive. Like all the movies in Marvel are getting more progressive. They had their first uh, gay superhero in the Eternals. They had their first Muslim superhero, Miss Marvel. They're actually coming out with a movie about a superhero team of people who have transitioned from male to female, the X-Men. Uh, I'm glad they're getting more progressive. It's always funny to me when they have a progressive superhero and people get really mad about it. Uh, like a few years ago, there's this comic strip where Superman was gay and people were getting really mad about it. Like there were these reviews where people were being like, ah, zero stars, unrealistic. I was like, that's the unrealistic part for you? It wasn't the flying or the laser eyes. It was the dick sucking. Okay, I got you. But, <laughs> yeah, this joke's only for Brady. Um, <laughs> but, no, it, it's also, like, I don't think Superman's straight, you know? Like, just the chiseled abs, the perfect hair, the colorful leotard that he pulls off. I don't think he's straight. He's definitely not gay either. Superman is an alien, he comes from a planet a million light years away. What he's doing with Lois Lane is closer to bestiality. Um, it feels weird that people are getting mad at him for, for the, it, it kind of feels like if you saw your friend like jump into the chimpanzee exhibit and start sucking its dick, and then you were like, whoa, 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 dude, that chimp is a guy, fucking gay. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that Krypton blew up. I think that Superman was just like kind of a perv, a little bit of a zoophile, and they're like, you have to get out of here. We're, we're kicking you out, Superman. Fuck you, Clark. All right. Um, I, I have IBS, just to, so you can all know a little bit about me. Um, I have IBS, which was fine during COVID because I was like working from home and the bathroom was you know five seconds away from my desk, but now I'm going into the office and I I have to get up like every half hour. I don't like it that my coworkers are thinking about me, you know, going up and shitting. So I am trying to convince them that I am just addicted to cocaine. Um, you don't even, if you want to do it, it's all, you don't even have to lie to them. Just every time you exit the bathroom, be like, I am not doing cocaine in there. They'll be like, I, I think that guy's doing cocaine in there. Um, I'm trying to sell it though, um, which is tough because I've never done the drug myself. So I'm just doing what I've seen people do in movies. A lot of like nose touching, a uh, lot of being like, woo, and like, shit, goddamn, that kind of stuff. Um, pretending to brush my teeth a lot. See that in movies? Every time they do cocaine, they're like, 
which I think that's actually why they cut cocaine with baking soda sometimes. Like, if people are going to do this, we need to make sure they have some dental hygiene. All right. Do one more. Um, do I have any new ones? Uh, All right, we'll do this. I'm getting sick of these targeted ads on my phone. Like, I feel like search for dinner and there's immediately an ad for Uber Eats that pops up on your phone. Like, stop sending me ads for Panda Express. That's not why I'm looking up hot, nasty Asian. All right, thanks for your time, guys. Josh Gotsky. Oh, Josh Gotsky, that's lovely. The targeted ads that I get are always like Christian Mingle. Doesn't make any sense because A, I don't, I don't dating app, and B, just because I say fuck Jesus does not mean. Okay, your next comedian. What what an amazing human being. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson. Uh, hello, Mutiny Radio. How are we today? Excited it's Friday, another shitty week over with, everyone. I did not, I mean, of all the crazy things going on, I didn't, did not have um, on, my, on my Apocalypse Bingo card, well, Trump and his weird ass, did you hear about this? Donald Trump now has released NFTs. Yes. No, we, no, seriously. Like, he had this big announcement, be really big, huge, gigantic. And what he did is he really just like, he just said, they're $99. I just have to $99 for, an, for these, like, really poorly. It's like, if, like, if you imagine you got the shittiest AI you could possibly imagine and fill it with the worst parts of Trump that you could ever imagine, and then for $99 a pop, ladies and gentlemen. There is no satire left. Comedy is dead, but I'm going to give it a shot right now. Thank you. Um, I'm also very excited because now, um, is, the, is the World Cup over yet? No, it's still going on, right? So we've got young men chasing balls all over a field, my kind of sport. It always excites me to watch it. I mean, I'm certainly watching um, the goal over there. I'm certainly doing that. But, um, and I think, and it makes me think about other sporting things like, cause, um, oh, wait, try this over, Ben. Ooh. Ah, breathe. I'm just really, it's good to be here, Pam, but... Um, so I just turned 52, and it's very exciting, and... I'm a big old faggot. I don't know if you can tell. And it made me what you know, now I've just reached this age, it made me wonder what I've done with my life. You know, what, what, what have I really contributed? What have I gotten from it? You know, and it, these existential thoughts. Do we all think of this as we get older, don't we? Made me think, like, my God, how many miles of cocksuckers have I sucked? Are there any other cocksuckers in the room? Yes, girl. Okay, so you, you can go. Are you guys lying? You, so you are lying, right, of course. You, so you've never sucked a cock. Would you ever suck a cock? Why not? Maybe? What would it take? Real love. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or maybe some, maybe some food. I don't know. Okay, so do you enjoy, do you do, you do it for um, power or love? Okay. So now, 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 that we, now that we've cleared the air, let's do some math. Guys, this is going to be hard, so we're going to try to talk about real inches. So let's say you, six, uh, the average cock is what, six inches? You? Six? Okay. Just try to be generous here, my friend. Okay. So let's see, one up, one down, one pass. 
There's one up, one down that's a foot. Let's see, there are uh, 4,580 feet in a mile, right? Keep going, and I kept doing the math and doing the math, and I came up with like 108,000-odd feet, which is 26.6 miles, which is a marathon, which explains last weekend. Thank you. I feel so close to you all tonight. And I want to share with you the dream of the boys' camp that never was, but could have been in Lake Putatinmi. It was a little something like this. <clears throat> oh, I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me all the way. On your shores, put it in me. I am yours. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Pam. Brady Pearson, everyone. Yay, Brady Pearson. Coming up soon, his new musical, uh, which is going to be great. Little Orphan Fanny, yeah. I can't wait to hear your rendition of It's a Hard Cock Life again. It's just going to lift my spirits. <laughs> uh, your next comedian, uh, hey Sam, it's you, because Lauren's not here yet. Put your hands together for the very lovely, nice, funny, wonderful Sam West. Yay! One, right. All right. All right, what's up, everybody? I'm going to do a little bit of new stuff and try reworking stuff. The worst when I say that and then I do stuff that I think is good and I bomb then. All right. I had the worst nickname in high school. My nickname was Piglet. Doesn't sound too bad until you get the context. Both of my parents, police officers. You're wondering how hard it is to get a girl to go to prom with you when she thinks you're a goddamn Winnie the Pooh character? Or I was praying to Christopher Robin every night to make it stop. My father, being a police officer, instilled good values within me, you know? Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Keep your chin up. You know, pay your taxes. You realize how much pot I had to smoke growing up to undo all of that damage? I can't smoke pot anymore. I get too high, I can't do basic household chores. Last week, I fucked up vacuum cleaning. Here's what happened. Got so high, had my headphones turned up so loud. I didn't realize that vacuum cleaner was off the entire time. Hell yeah. All I could think was, fuck, man. I just gave my house a 47-minute belly rub. Got one of those Roomba vacuums recently. You know, and they kind of sketch me out because I think they collect all the data about my house and send it to Amazon. So from time to time, I like to put mine on a treadmill and let it go for a while. I like to think somewhere Jeff Bezos is slowly going crazy trying to figure out why Sam has a four-mile-long hallway in his little apartment. Yeah, my dad was always there for me. Single father for a little while, you know. I remember one night I caught the monster under my bed masturbating. I did what any child would do, called out in terror. And he came so fast. Ew, Sam, ew. Sorry about your dad coming. Um, no, we've all seen our dads come. You know, boys in the house, we've all seen that. We've all, not, not dads come, Jesus Christ. We've all seen our dad's dicks. That's what I meant to say. Holy shit, those are different things. Jesus Christ. But, it's, it, it, but, but for real, we've all seen it. 
You know, it's an integral part of being a man in today's society. You see your dad's cock growing up. So much so that I would argue, humbly, that it should be a mandatory stage in transitioning from female to male, regardless of age. You know? Well, Jerry, the surgery, the paperwork's done. Let's hop by in the car, stop by the nursing home, say hi to Pops and make this thing official. All right, that's enough about my dad's dick. Let's, uh, let's move on to some silly one-liners. <laughs> I have a pet alligator with species dysphoria. Whenever he thinks about it, he gets so dis depressed, he starts crying big crocodile tears. Sometimes I wonder if carrots and pumpkins get jealous that oranges won the color. I fucked up the other day on Thanksgiving. Put the turkey in the oven at 32 degrees Fahrenheit instead of 320. Baked the damn thing frozen. Well, you guys want more dick jokes about my dad's dick? Well, lucky, lucky for you, I have one joke about my dad's dick in my back pocket at all times. Uh, my dad cloned himself, and now I can't figure out which dick I came out of. All right, I'll end it with this, okay? Uh... Yeah, let's end it with this. I'm not into promiscuous hookups, you know, things without strings attached. That's why I only fuck puppets now. I had to break it off with Pinocchio recently. I really liked him, but he kept making everything too kinky, you know? He said he wanted to role play. He wanted me to be Elmo. I said, fuck it, I do a decent Elmo impression. Elmo likes that. You know, whatever, I'll fuck around. But he never told me what he was going to be. And I had to find out the hard way when midway through coitus, he turned around and looked at me and said, All right, thanks, everybody. <laughs> Sam West, everyone. Yay. He's a real boy. Um, Machine, you're technically on the list, but you just walked in. Do you want to wait a second? Okay, so let's, um, we have a newcomer to the room. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Kapani. I uh, didn't plan for uh, like logistically coming up here, and I was like, I don't know if I should wear the jacket because like that guy. Oh, he left. Ian wore a jacket, but like some people didn't, you know. Okay. Um, ripped. <laughs> um, so something I really love is that the term is a registered sex offender because it implies that there's like a wait list you have to wait on in order to become registered. Um, so I imagine out there somewhere there's a guy and he's like 38 and he pants himself and he's an eight-year-old last year. And he goes home for Christmas and his mom's like, Tommy, you're not good for shit. <laughs> Your brother's a registered felon and you're still on the sex offender wait list. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you couldn't tell, it's my first time coming out tonight. And uh, I really, uh, I, I wanted to... I wanted to give this an honest go. So I called my ex-boyfriend, and I was like, what should I put in a uh, stand-up set? And he's like, do an impression. People love impressions. In my mind, this is going to be a lot more slick. So uh, I have a couple of impressions. This is my first one. This is called Getting Onto the Muni Bus.
This is called... <laughs> This is called being a rich person getting onto the Muni bus. Beep. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, there's a chair here now. Um, I have another impression. It's a Russian woman who just moved to San Francisco. Um, <clears throat> I just moved to San Francisco and I meet a man. He tells me he works for Google. I say Google, I love the nose, the overcoat, that's humor, satire. He goes, no, Google, I say yes, Google. He says, no, Google it. I say, I cannot, Google's dead. Um, <laughs> these, are, these, are my <laughs> these, these, these are my friends, I didn't ask them to come, they showed up, <laughs> but I really appreciate it. <laughs> um, what's next? Put it down. Oh, okay. Um, sex for the first time is a little bit like running on the treadmill while watching Seinfeld because you think <laughs> it's going to be a really great idea, but it's just absolutely terrible. <laughs> um, speaking of my dating life, um, I don't know if this ever happens to you, but like someone asks for your number and they're and they're like, Hey, I really like the size of your bike tires. <laughs> you want to go for a bike ride sometime? And uh, when he had my phone number, I was like, is this like a platonic hangout or is this a date? Um, right? And so, so we're on the bike ride and he's like, <coughs> I'm a 31-year-old adult man. <laughs> Actually, he didn't say that. You know, context clues. But <laughs> um, we're on the bike ride and he's like, give me advice setting up like a work-life balance and like oh my god making friends for the first time um and then I realized that there's a third category outside of platonic and date there is 31 year adult man who wants to test drive having an adult daughter <laughs> so at the end of our um daddy daughter hangout he asks me can I give you a hug and I'm like okay sure and as he's giving me a hug he whispers in my ear you're gonna be okay thank you Kapani, everyone. Clap it up for a first time. That's exciting. Yay. Yay. Um, hey, do you want to wait for a second and chill out? Okay. Um, your next comedian, he's also pretty new to comedy and he's been telling us some pretty wicked awesome stories. Put your hands together, everybody, for Machine. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Ah, uh, Lauren, how you doing there? Nice to see you. Um, so I've been telling stories, and I came on the bus on Oz with Ozera there, and I saw somebody turning up in a fucking Tesla last week. Was that one of you comedians turning up in a fucking Tesla? Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, we came on the bus. I came with this gentleman on the bus, the 33 all the way from uh, Richmond. I don't look like I'd ride the bus, but the Muni is awesome. I'm going to have a quick, uh, quick wee story about the World Cup that's coming up uh, on uh, Sunday there, Argentina against France. Who do you all want to win? You do? Exactly. <laughs> Fuck it. And that's exactly the fucking whole point of this story, is England, the motherfuckers, been walking around the world, all those white boys, fucking be dude pedophilia and that, the whole, through the whole fucking, the whole world, and still wanting to wor win the World Cup. Now, does anyone know about the 1986 World Cup when the, the Hand of God by Diego Maradona? You know that? Argentina 
fucking beat England in the World Cup final. And Diego Maradona, he was six inches shorter than the goalie he was coming up against, Peter Shilton. And he went for the header, he put his hand up, and he fucking hit the ball in with his hand to take them ahead 1-0, and they end up winning. They won 2-1 in the end. It's the, one of the biggest controversies in the in World Cup history. But to Diego Maradona's, um, to, uh, he, he, he coined it by saying, uh, you know, the Mal, he said Malvinas at the end of it. I don't know if you know what Malvinas is. It's the Falklands War in 1982 where the UK sent their whole fucking fleet over to the Falklands and killed 200 um, Argentinians with in the General Belgrano, the submarine, by putting a, a, a exclusion zone round that looked like a panhandle. It was supposed to be 200 miles around the, the Falklands, and they put it like that. And it went right round like this to 400 miles out where those soldiers, where those seamen were. Anyway, so getting back to Argentina, fucking yes, Argentina, because France just fucking beat England, and we're all happy about that. Being Scottish and this Indian gentleman here, I'm sure he's fucking well happy about it too. That England got freaking uh, got knocked knocked out again. England are the type of country that they always claim that somebody is British once they start winning something. So the last the last white man to win to be the fastest man in the world with no African descent was called Alan Wells, and he's from Scotland. And from 78 to 84, he was Scottish. Until, except for the year 1980, when he won the Olympics as the fastest man in the world. He was the fastest man in the world for all that time. But England decided to claim him as a British just because he was doing so fucking well. Um, so, I'm going to say it. Sorry, all you English fans out there. Fuck English. Sorry. And I've got a lot of English friends. I've got a lot of Irish friends. I was out with one of my English friends last night. I'm actually not going to tell that story because it's a bit too fresh. It's a bit too fucking fresh. Anyway, the Scots being the fiercest country in the world, you should be claiming yourselves. Gordon Ramsay, born in fucking Scotland in Renfrewshire, he claims himself to be English now just for the fucking title of being fucking English or British. Suck it. Gordon Ramsay, you may be the best chef in the world, but you're fucking Scottish, and you should be claiming that. You drop ten Scotsmen from the Gorbals in any war, Afghanistan, Ukraine, anywhere, drop them in with a shiv, a knife, and the fucking war will be over within, within ten days. And I'm not even joking. Ten of the hardest motherfuckers on the planet. I'm from, the, I'm from just up from them, 20 miles away. I wouldn't fuck with all ten of them. Nine of them, maybe. Football, soccer is the biggest sport on the planet, but you don't care about it anymore because the U.S. got knocked out. Even though when the U.S. beat Colombia in, uh, what year was that? You know, U.S. beat Colombia in, let's say it was uh, 94, and the gentleman who, who scored the own goal for Colombia, he got fucking massacred outside the nightclub in Colombia for scoring an own goal. 2-1, the US won 2-1. They still didn't do shit. More people turned up to his funeral, 120,000 people turned up to his funeral, more people than has ever been to a women's world soccer game. 
Sorry, I just had to drop that one in there. Sorry. Anywho, I'm going to wrap it up there because there's way too much to talk about here. <laughs> there's so much to talk about, it's ridiculous. So anyway, uh, what I'm trying to say is if you're from fucking Scotland, all you fuckers out there, including Gordon Ramsay, um, claim you're from Scotland because it gives you a lot more uh, oomph in the world now than saying that you're British or English. I'm going to get slaughtered outside here. Thank you very much. Bye. Yay. Go Professor Argentina. Ma Professor Machine. Yay. We learned so much about colonization in the World Cup. All right, your next comedian. She's one of my favorite people in San Francisco. Clap your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Thank you. Hello. I. You would think that when I, you get to be my age, you wouldn't be so self-conscious and awkward around people. Hi, how you doing? Okay. I know I'm ridiculous. Yesterday I, I met this guy for the first time and we had a little chat. And when we left, when I left, I said, nice seeing you again. But like, what did I fall on my head between hello and goodbye? I know how else I'm ridiculous. I haven't had any, I don't have any um, fashion sense since I left high school. Jeans, sneakers, and low self-worth. It's a look. It's not my fault I don't know how to dress. My mother didn't have any fashion sense either. Her only advice to me was the pretty young bird can wear colors, but the plain fat bird should only wear black. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my mother did drugs. But one thing I am good at, and I hate to brag because it's so unbecoming, but I'm an excellent anorexic. Thank you. I'm really good at it. So if you have any food you got had wants to be ignored, I'm your girl. You never hear of anyone pimping themselves out for being an anorexic? Well, let me introduce myself. My name is Lauren, and I'd be happy to help you lose those extra 10 pounds. You want to keep one resolution this year? Hire me, and you'll never look at food the same way again. Okay, thank you. Here's a depressing thought. <laughs> Wait, we haven't gotten it to it yet. <laughs> I've been clinically depressed more than half my life. Here's an uplifting thought. At last count, 27 of my various therapist kids attended Stanford, Harvard, and Yale. Co coincidence? That's just a long way of saying I've been in therapy forever. Okay. Another depressing thought. I have a BA in English and theater, a master's in creative writing, a teaching credential, and a certificate of completion from Columbia University School of Bartending. All true. And yet I stand before you without a steady job. Here's an uplifting thought. At my last job, I got a free drink ticket. Comedy pays. Thank you. Depressing thought. Most women my age are married or in a relationship, have kids and grandkids, good jobs, nice, nice homes in Walnut Creek or some other dumb fuck place. I am none of those things. Here's an uplifting thought. Most women my age are dead. Oh, I'll have to work on that when I get back to you. Thank you. You don't sit out to ruin a day. You don't, you'd smoke, 
one too many blunts, take one too many naps, pee in the kitchen sink, and boom, the whole day is fucked. Then you might as well stay home and not go to the open mic because nobody wants to see an old giraffe telling jokes. Not that one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right, what do we end on? Oh, yeah. Um, because I have OCD, people have asked me to explain the difference between obsessions and compulsions. When you have obsessions, you worry a lot. You avoid unlucky things, like raisins. With compulsions, you repeat certain actions over and over. You touch and count on whatever says, touch me, count me. Should you have both, and you obsess all day about your compulsions, then you're fucked. Did I touch the kitchen table? Did I touch the kitchen table? It's Friday. I fight crime on Fridays. Fighting crime. You'd have to be there to see it. All right. Thanks very much. I'm Lauren Crowd. Yay, Lauren Crowd, everyone. Hooray. Yay. All right. Your next comedian, another very funny man, runs a show on Wednesdays at Devil's Acre in North Beach. Clap your hands together for Dan Britton. Give it up for Kaplani, who, Kapani? Kapani, who did her first set here tonight. You guys all just saw it. Hey, before you guys get out of here, hang around, because I'm going to reference you all, okay? Hey, how old are you guys? And, okay. 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 Give it up for the 19-year-old who just started sucking dick, everybody. Give it up for the 21-year-old who refuses to suck dick, everybody. <laughs> she needs uh, some luck from you guys. Anyway, sorry. Um, I am just only now starting to write jokes. Machine's going to come out in the middle of this being like, what the fuck is going on out here? But um, this is a joke called neurodiversity. If, if I don't make eye contact with any of you, it's not that I'm not connecting with you. It's just that I'm trying to say this exactly how I wrote it. Um, I'm learning to accept myself as I am. There are so many things that I love about me. I'm a good man. I like spaghetti. These are easy to accept. But there are some things about me I wish that I didn't have. Like, I wish I could get my, an itemized receipt for God and just be like, do you mind if I exchange in this addictive personality? Okay, that joke blows. Okay. These things are harder to accept. I'm neurodiverse. Right? My brain doesn't work like yours or like most people's. That's hard to accept. I'm dyslexic and I have ADHD. I bounce around from thing to thing, never quite completing anything, all the while being confused by letters and numbers. It's rather dizzying. My, my lifestyle is weirdly reminiscent of Willy Wonka's office. Just a whole spectrum of shit that's halfway done. Oh my God, this is fucking blowing, but I'm gonna, we're all gonna suffer through this because <laughs> I need to know if this shit's funny. Any part of it, okay. I have two planners where some things are written in one but not the other. I'm in the middle of 75 books. Or is it 57? And I get frustrated with myself. I witness my behaviors and, my pass and I ask myself passive-aggressive questions like, and I want to be a father someday. <laughs> I hope to pass on wisdom to the next generation. But no matter how frustrating these parts of me are, it's not fair to get mad at myself because of my brain type. I have to accept the person that I am with love and pride 
I'll give you an example. This morning I was having my coffee and I decided I wanted a muffin because I had two Al Pastor quesadillas for dinner last night and thought, why not? <laughs> Let's just intentionally constipate myself. That way I don't have to worry about using a bathroom all day long. <laughs> this is the logic of a fucking moron. <laughs> so I drive to the bakery, order a muffin, pay for it, get back in the car, drive home. Once I get in my house, I, fit, I say, finally, I'm ready to eat my muffin. I look around for a minute, I check my pockets, check my car, and I realize I didn't bring a muffin home with me. I forgot it, which means that I must have walked into the bakery, ordered a muffin, paid for it, and then just turned around and left like an insane person. So what do I do? I get back in my car, I drive back to the bakery, find the same cashier, and say out loud to another adult, hey man, I forgot my muffin. The muffin man says, I don't remember you. Like, how could you not remember? I, I was just here 10 minutes ago. This wasn't my bullshit. This was him adding his bullshit onto my bullshit. And I said, let me refresh your memory. Oh, no, no, sorry. He said, look, man, I sell a lot of muffins to a lot of people. I said, let me refresh your memory. I'm the guy who's going to smash your head through that display case unless you bestow upon me a goddamn muffin. Quick note about this. I know that this wasn't a nice thing to say to another person. I didn't even really even want the muffin at this point. I just wanted my quest to get the muffin to be over. Pulse thing fucking blows. Good thing I spent two days writing this. So he gives me the muffin. And I drive home. When I exit the car, my attention is on taking the muffin inside with me. So I get out, close the car door, walk up to, the, to my building... I reach for my keys and I realize I just locked the keys in my car. So now I'm standing outside in the cold, muffin in hand like a total jerk off. God, none of these punchlines work. This is when I get angry with myself. I say, God damn it, Daniel, and I smash the muffin on the ground. Now I have what I call a three-pronged problem. I'm stranded out in the cold, can't get in the car, can't get in the house, and once again, I have no muffin. Oh, and the coffee that I had is kicking in and I'm realizing I have to take a shit. I find myself asking hurtful questions like, what am I, a fucking idiot? And I remember I have to come up with an answer rooted in positivity and pride. And I say, I'm not an idiot. I'm neurodiverse. Anyway, thank you guys for bearing with me. This was awful. Dan Britton. What flavor muffin was it? It was, of course, it was blueberry. That's the best flavor. That's the only worthwhile flavor of muffin, I think. All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Azara Malik. Yay! Hello, everyone. Uh, thanks for sticking around. Um, uh, you guys, uh, like, you are 21, she's 19, and you're, I believe, 22, right? I recently celebrated my 25th birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting things are happening in my life. For example, I'm dating this new girl. She's a conservative Muslim, very orthodox, and we have not done it yet. She wants to wait. Uh, and I completely respect her decision because I love her. I think it's the right thing to do. We have decided to wait until she turns 18 
I'm a Muslim, uh, which means um, uh, I take showers only on Fridays. Uh, for people who did not get that, uh, Fridays for Muslims is like Sundays for uh, pedophiles. All right, moving on. Um, you know, as as Muslims, we are not concerned about finding the right person because we have so many cousins to choose from. I mean, even if you do not marry the right one, you can always marry one more sister. That, like, uh, before uh, my parents got married, uh, they were both cousins actually. How weird is that? That is fucking weird. Um, here's what. Here's even worse. My father actually wanted to get married to my aunt, but it did not work out. So he ended up marrying my biological mother. It is yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. This uh, one time, um, I was at my parents' place. Uh, I was sitting in the living room, and there was pin drop silence. My mother was probably in her bedroom sleeping, and I don't know where my father was. And I see an Amazon Alexa device on the table, and I turn it on. And I hear loud moaning voices of a woman having rough sex. And this is my home, and we are super religious. And so I immediately whip out my phone to see if it is connected to my uh, to the Alexa, and it is not. So I rush to my bedroom, I open the door, and I caught my father watching porn. I mean. Immediately, I do something. I pull off the cables, and in the meantime, my mother walks out, and she's like, "What is happening? Uh, what was that?" 